you know, I looked at it, and it's like, man, this is a, this is a pretty big space. Is, am I going to feel this? And yeah, like, yes, like yes, holy will. crap, I'm running out of room. <laughs> Like, you don't need a headline that says, EA's been working on next-gen games for a while already. <laughs> Duh! <laughs> uh, we don't really record Do you anyway. over ours? <laughs> oh, shit! Right. <laughs> Dude, I did this again. This is like the third week in a row I've done this. How dare you not talk about it? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. It's episode 44, and I am Al. I'm Nick. What's going on, man? Oh, uh, just craziness. I'm two weeks away from the move, and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I feel you. I'm two days away from getting on a plane for the first time in 12 years. Oh, man. So I'm like, how's this go again? <laughs> uh, drop your pants and bend over. <laughs> ah, that's it. Well, good thing I'm not paying for it then, so it'll be a, it'll be a free plugging. <laughs> yeah, I um, I had Luke kind of just giving me the pointers, and because uh, I'm flying out of Valentown, so I'm gonna have a layover. Oh, that's, that's a nice one. Yeah, Is it? I've never done so. Yeah, he Super was like. Chill. That's what he said, and uh, he's like, you know, make sure you have an hour to an hour and a half layover. He's like, if you're going out west, try to get a layover in Detroit, try to fly Delta. So I did all that. So I got, <clears throat> I'm flying Delta, um, laying over in Detroit each trip. Got about an hour and hour and a half on the first layover, you know, coming out there. And uh, Luke, Luke and another one of my coworkers says it's an incredibly, unbelievably beautiful airport. Nice. And, yeah, he said it's a great, great place to just, <clears throat> if you're going to have a layover, you know, that's, what, that's a place to be. So I'll be leaving uh, Saturday afternoon, getting there about 7.30 San Fran time. Uh, so about a nine-hour trip. Sounds about right. Um, you know, with the layover and everything, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited, man, I'm, I'm excited for the first week at the new job, and then I fly home, uh, next Saturday morning, <coughs> and I'll land in Allentown at 10.30 at night, <laughs> thanks to the time jump. <laughs> mm. But yeah, man. So I feel you. I mean, it's not as crazy as moving. That's for damn sure. How is that going? I like at this stage, almost everything is packed up. I'm down to like a few bits and bobs. I'm I'm gonna try and knock out the rest this weekend. Uh, you know, obviously, my my my, my gaming rig is like gonna be the last things to be really packed up. But, you know, <laughs> I was just about to ask almost... you: <laughs> Is everything <laughs> else like your couch is gone, but your chair and computer are still there? <laughs> Starting to feel like all the pictures are off the wall. Fortunately, I'm going to have the movers like do the heavies. Like I, you know, I've been moving you know slowly, moving all my other stuff that I've been just sure. like, boxing you know whatnot into my storage unit. So like that thing's crazily almost full. Like I, you know, I got a, a ten by ten. I'm like, oh, am I really going to fill this thing? Because I, you know, I, I yes. you know, set yes, up front, I wasn't going to put furniture in. Like yeah, I knew if I and 
had fur if I was going to put furniture oh, yeah, in there, yeah. I'd need a bigger unit. But it's like, you know, this will just be basically boxes and, you know, it's like, you know, place for like, you know, sort of the models so I don't have to like break them down, like yeah. stuff. Um, I'm like, you know, I looked at it and it's like, man, this is a, this is a pretty big space. Is, am I going to feel this? And yeah, like, yes, like yes, holy will. crap, I'm running out of room. <laughs> You're like stuffing things into cracks now. Exactly. I'm like, you know, you know Tetris blocking it. <laughs> Wait till you got to unload it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> so is it one of those where uh, come moving day, like something will come and get the unit itself and haul it down to where you're going? Uh, no, so, you know, kind of an effort to, you know, make it somewhat cheap. Obviously, anytime you get movers in involved, you know, it's not yeah. cheap, period. But yeah, it's, sure. like, it's like, I don't want to throw my broke back out trying to do the couches. So, like, no, you know, no, straight dude. up, it's like all the heavy stuff's going to be them. But, you know, basically, I'm probably going to just do a lot of, like, you know, again, kind of weekend trips or whatever, or, you know, just after work, just go back, sure. you know, build the car, kind of kind of what I've been doing now. It's like every time I, you know, fortunately, it's along my route to work. Oh, that's good. So basically, every day, I kind of commit to, like, you know, at least one or two boxes go in the trunk, and I'm dropping off as I go. So it's, you know, allowed for, like, kind of this whittle-down process as well. Okay, so the um, storage unit's actually closer to your new place. Well, it, funny enough, like when I first got it, it was like I, I'm estimating it to be halfway, and it actually has turned out to be exactly halfway between oh. my new place and the old place. Well, that's good. No, that that's actually so, yeah. not bad at all. Yeah, not not bad at it whatsoever. And, and again, you know, because it's on my work route, you know, I'm not really taking a dog leg to try and get there, you know, after work. So it, it's really worked out to to my advantage. And, and you know, it's like just, it's a matter of just again, just kind of hitting one thing at a time. Nice, man. Very nice, yeah. It's, there's nothing like moving, that's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I officially... No, nothing uh, like that to take a, an assessment of, like, how much crap you have. Yeah, and then you sit there and go, do I really need all this shit? <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. Like, it's also been good in a sense, because, yeah, like, as I've gone through, like, room by room and whatnot, there's been a lot of, like, wow, I remember this, and I don't use this, so... And I have <laughs> I forgot I had this, therefore, I don't exactly. need it. Exactly. It's, it's it's not like like I'm a hoarder or anything. It's just like I just like I never thought about no, it and got around to like cleaning it up essentially. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I've got shit that like computer stuff that like I see it and I'm like, yeah, I remember my rationale at the time, but I don't fucking need this now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's there's it's it's a crazy crazy experience. There's there's nothing like it, man. Yeah, I uh. I officially had my last day at the old job on Wednesday. Woo! <laughs> See ya. Mini vacation, huh? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, I figured I'd at least get a couple days to rest and pack. Sure, sure. Um, <sighs> Sorry. <sighs> uh, yeah, I'm still getting over whatever the hell it was I had. I'm, I'm like 98% now. But man, I was sick. Like, the day after we recorded last, I woke up and wanted to die. Ooh. Like, I had chest cold and couldn't breathe. Like, I was so stuffed up. Like, I was sick pretty much the entire week. It was a great excuse to keep working from home, uh, which is exactly what I did. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the last, um... The last day at the job, it was funny. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go in since I'm only going to be there till Wednesday. Maybe I'll go in Monday. Woke up Monday. I was like, nope. And I work from home. I was like, all right, well, Tuesday, I'm definitely going in. Woke up Tuesday. I was like, 
nope, we'll work from home. Finally, I was like, all right, it's Wednesday. I have to go in, give him my laptop, <laughs> give him my corporate card, <laughs> going in do my exit <laughs> interview. <laughs> so I brought all my crap in. I had already taken out everything. And um, my exit interview was like 1130. So I, I just told a couple coworkers, like, hey, I'm done at like 12. So like, let's go get some pizza at Joe's. And I had just really intended it to be me and this, this other guy and another guy I worked with. The word got around, and, like, half the freaking team shows up at Joe's Pizza in Allentown. Wow, nice. And everyone's like, man, we're so sorry to see you go. Like, why the hell couldn't they pay you better? <laughs> like, how the <laughs> hell are we going to do this without you? I'm like, I don't know, guys. I, I don't know. But, uh... GG, good luck. <laughs> good game. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I, uh... Oh, man, shit. <clears throat> I'm, I'm excited to start this new job man there's there's like no words how excited i am to get out to california and um meet my new coworkers, meet my manager and just get a real feel you know get my feet wet for what i'm going to be doing uh and see san francisco i've never been never been to san fran and uh it looks awesome like i i found out you know when i was talking to my boss when he was out the week before He's like, well, where is it in San Francisco? I was like, honestly, I haven't even looked. So, like, I checked <laughs> it out on Google Maps, and we're looking at it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. He's like, what? I'm like, they're right across the street from IGN. And, of course, he didn't know what IGN was. But, needless to say, I'm going to be going to get my picture in front of whatever giant gaming prop they have in their front lobby. <laughs> nice. And, um, I'm excited. I mean, it's in a beautiful part of the city. Uh, the hotel that I booked is a five-minute walk to the office. Nice. Uh, the airport is a ten-minute ride to the hotel, you know, or to and from. So I'm going to actually get my sure, first sure. first dose of Uber. Oh, boy. I, I refuse to freaking rent a car. <clears throat> Especially in San Francisco. Like, A, I don't know anywhere around there. Like, I hear parking is hell. I hear driving is oh, a nightmare, yeah. so it's like, yeah, I'm not even. I'll just I'll take an Uber. Uber so. is nice, man. It's like it it takes a lot of the stress out of you know traveling. <sighs> as long as you're traveling to a city, like if you if you're you're traveling yeah. in between, then then you know not so much, or you know out in the boonies or something like that, then they can be a little more sketchy. Yeah, so uh, I can imagine that being a bit dicey, but yeah, but yeah, it's like super awesome like yeah like we used it a lot uh, well every time we had to go someplace uh, when i was at twitchcon and yeah outside of like you know with that it's a little different because it was a convention uh, situation yeah. where uh sometimes you're waiting because everyone's getting there <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt but but yeah it's like in terms of like the headaches and just the convenience like it can't be beat that's awesome man yeah i mean I i'm excited like i've never used it before um, like how, how is that hand? Like, do you tip like you would a cab driver or, um, I think you can tip through the app. Uh, oh, that's if you good. Choose to do so. Great. Um, good. I know I've heard of some people actually like physically tipping people, uh, if they wish, but yeah, yeah. Most people I think end up tipping like through the app itself and then you can, you know, they're always looking for like the better star rating as well. So that's always helpful. Awesome. Yeah. Am, am I weird in, in like that? I love the idea that that no cash is changing hands 
Oh, oh yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, because you don't have to necessarily worry about carrying a lot with you. Right. Like, as if, you know, you're going to take a taxi. Well, taxis these days, you know, I'll take credit cards anyway. But Oh, know, yeah, they, they were taking yeah, them yeah. back in my Houston days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, it's super, <coughs> yeah, I like it because it's super convenient. And, you know, I, I say in a sense, like a lot more safe in the sense that you're not, you know, breaking out a wall or whatever, and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of exposing that, so to speak. Yeah, no, I, I'm. And it's all done on your phone. I really like that, man. I'm, I'm excited. Like it's, it's just been so long since I've traveled. You know, I mean, it's interesting to see how much has changed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Luke was saying, oh yeah, you know, they got USB ports on the plane to power your phone. You know, charge your phone. <coughs> He's like, bring earbuds. You can watch movies. I was like, read movies on a Southwest flight. <laughs> so, I guess it's a Delta thing, but I'm fine with that because I'm flying Delta. So, it's like, I don't have, you know, I'm in that between jobs period, so it's not like I have, you know, money to burn at this point. But, yeah, eventually I'll get a Switch and, yeah, yeah. you know, when I got to fly well, again, I'll have a portable game system to play. Yeah, I think you're, you're, at, you're probably your Allentown puddle, because that's what, that's like the only things that fly out of Allentown is like little puddle jumpers. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that thing won't have USB, but probably your connecting flight. You know, your, your Airbuses and all that. Yeah, they will definitely have. So I would okay. be surprised if it doesn't. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've never flown out of Allentown, so that should be uh, that should be interesting. It, it's nice for the location because you're not having to, like, go into Philly Airport, which, right. like, isn't necessarily bad to get to, but, like, for me, that, 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 that's a haul. I mean, even from where I'm at right now, it's like, it, it, it's a haul and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, it's super chill airport. Like, the thing is, like, there's not that many really flights going out, so usually the airport's pretty empty to begin with. Okay. So it'll be, like, whatever your flight is, maybe one or, one or two others. It's only, like, you know, like little puddle jumpers uh, that'll connect to a main hub. Okay. Um, I'd I actually double-check. Like, you, you aren't, like, going to, like, New Jersey on one of the stops. No, right? no, no, it's straight to oh. Detroit. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because one of the other things I've noticed is sometimes they you will take a quote unquote flight out of there, but it'll right. actually be a bus to Newark, and then from Newark you actually fly. What? But, it, but it, yeah, but but it's weird because you'll go through security you, you, like normal, you'll go into the terminal, wait wait for your your departure time, and then you'll go out to the tarmac, and there'll be a bus there, and they'll load all your luggage, and you'll get on the bus, and then the bus will you know. You know the bus doesn't stop, so it'll go into Newark, and Newark will go. You know you'll be in a in the in the security zone in Newark, and like you know enter the terminal uh, like as if you were on an airplane. Type of thing. That's that's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's totally weird. But but that yeah, that's how to do it. Wow, I'm uh, I'm actually checking now. You've got me a little nervous. <laughs> like shit, no. <laughs> um. <clears throat> but no, it says it's a flight straight to Detroit, so that's good. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's just exciting, and it's been so long since I've flown, and yeah, it's just the the whole new chapter. The only thing I, you know, I'm obviously a little anxious. This is going to be in seven years, like the most time I've been apart from Amber. Uh, definitely the most time I've been apart from the girls. I don't think I've ever been away from the girls for more than a day. And, uh, so it's, uh, I'm sure it'll be great that first day. And then knowing me by day two, like, you guys want to FaceTime? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so 
I'm, sh you know, they're gonna have fun. They're gonna do girls week and, you know, have, like, sleepovers down in the living room. And I'm sure they'll have a ball. But, yeah, it's <clears throat> a new day. A new day for me starting Sunday, so. Ah. I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, what have you been up to game-wise? Uh, well, again, with all the packing, not too much. Uh, last weekend, though, I was, I was doing the beta weekend for uh, uh, Tribes of Midgard. I think I talked about that last. Yeah, time. you talked about that last episode. Fill us in on that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of new stuff since I last played it uh, from PAX. Uh, have a lot more enemies now. So in PAX, they basically only had um, uh, kind of like these these uh, you know, human size like you know, kind of your standard monster that you find in, in the wild. It's kind of like these. You know, evil villager. No, I say evil villagers, but best way to describe it. Right. Um, they have actually have a name. Hold on. Let me let me see if I can look up real quick. Jotun. Uh, no, Jotun were were like the giants. So that that so basically there were two enemies. There was the giants that that marched towards your village that you had to defend. <coughs> yeah. And then there's these kind of like random uh, uh, enemies that are out in the field that uh you you know you're fighting and you know have to deal with uh just to you know survive and also you know get supplies like they have uh certain loots on oh, excuse me on on their person right that you uh that you that you loot um oh man i thought i took a picture of enemy classes but maybe i didn't anyway um but now they have a whole bunch more stuff so there's werewolves out there they're like super fast and you know super aggressive um, there's like these little goblins, like you know, kind of like a, I think the uh, the um, like the gold goblin from Diablo two or not two uh, three or whatever it is. Yeah, three. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like the troll. You know, the treasure. Go that's what it is. The treasure goblin, kind of kind of like that. Except there's a whole bunch of them, so they end up being in these like little kind of pygmy packs, and you know, so <laughs> one by itself, not very deadly. <clears throat> but when you're surrounded by them, you can't kill yeah, them. Then it, you know, necessarily then it's a all problem. <laughs> <laughs> just start kicking everything. <laughs> um, so there's that, uh, and now there now there's uh, uh, trolls, which okay. are kind of like I'd say these medium size. I mean, they they take up a good portion of the screen, but uh, they're smaller than giants, but obviously way bigger than than kind of like the the other little guys you encounter. Right. Uh, I didn't fight them actively because uh, at the time I was I, I was exploring, so they had uh, several like beta. Um, um, objectives to to try and accomplish uh you know if you you and your party if you happen to party with people uh got these objectives done like if you survived a certain day or if you explored the entire map you get like these uh, beta rewards and they'll give you you know stuff for the live game when it comes out huh. uh so at the time i was I, I was in i was nominated as the explorer so i was just kind of like running around for my life <laughs> 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 ton of enemies are like, ooh, what's this thing? Holy crap, it's a troll run! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds wild. Um, and, but yeah, just it's a super chill game. Like, you know, it's, you know, I say, you know, I mentioned Diablo. It's very Diablo-esque in the sense of, like, you know, how, how you kind of, like, click for combat and yeah. where you move and whatnot. Um, but, you know, there's no real complication to it. Like, it, it's very easy to understand and pick up. There's no, like, crazy skill trees or anything like that. It's basically, you know, you, you kind of go out and collect stuff, so it kind of has a survival aspect to it. Okay. You bring it back. You craft, you know, weapons and armor out of it. If you defeat giants, you get, like, you know, uh, special items from them that you use to build 
uh, you know, I say super weapons, but like, you know, you can build like yeah. this flaming hammer that, you know, when you do the special attacks, it draws this flaming rune on the ground, um, things like that. Ooh. And, and, and you go out and, you know, kind of explore more. So I'm, I'm eager to see what else they're going to put into it. Uh, but at the same time, again, because it's so super chill, like anyone could pick this up. Um, it's going to be at least up to 10 players, uh, that could be in this game. kind of, it's, it's co-op, it's PVE. There's no, there's no players you're fighting against per se. Sure. Um, but you know, it's like, you know, it's like get a whole bunch of friends together. And it's like, okay, we're going to defend the village and like, you can go out and explore, but you stay near the village. Cause God, and I, in, uh, during the evening, so there's, there's a day cycle to it. Okay. During the evenings, there's these enemies that will attack the village directly. So all these other enemies uh, are just out in the field. And they'll leave your village alone uh, during the day, but during the night, like there's these kind of spirit uh, hethlings. They almost look like uh, wraiths, you know, from Lord of the Rings. Huh. And they'll start spawning all around your village and move in through the gates. Uh, and even if you know, so one of the defenses is, is yeah, let me back up. Uh, so you can build defenses. Right now, it's only gates. But a lot of the communities is kind of clamoring for, can we get like archers or something on the walls or something? Really? <laughs> uh, so, you know, they're kind of listening to that. Uh, so hopefully we get something like that. But yeah, so during the night, uh, uh, these heathlings will attack. And, you know, if you don't have someone there to defend it, your village falls. And obviously if the giant makes it to your village and you don't kill the giant in time, your village falls. So those are kind of the lose conditions uh, for huh. a village, and you know, you think it'd be easy, but uh, be the thing is, every time you kill a giant, <laughs> a new one instantly spawns, and it's not necessarily closer. It's usually uh, most of them have been pretty far away. You like you have around anywhere from seven to ten days once a giant appears, for it to kind of march its way towards your village. Oh, that sounds so cool, though. And yeah, and so so you can kind of play a little strategically. Like one of the groups I was playing with, like we kind of started timing it. Where it's like, okay, you know what? We, we you know we'd have one guy go out and find the giants and kind of like slowly chip away at it while the rest of us were like collecting supplies and building the gates and whatnot. And so he would chip away at it, and then sometimes like he would get you know really good at it, and he'd be like, okay, I'm gonna leave like half a bar left on it. I'm gonna let it slowly march in, and then when it's like near our village, then we're gonna kill it. And then the new one will spawn. That way it would like burn a couple days of like, okay, we can survive a couple days and not have this, you know, next giant already down our necks having to deal with it. So there's, you know, you can kind of, you know, introduce some strategic gameplay and coordination and, and whatnot. So that just, ah, oh man, I don't know. Like that sounds really, really cool. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, think I'd really get into that. Super fun. I'll keep you posted on when the next beta, like the, the, I think they're teasing two more beta weekends. One of them will at least be in August at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll keep you posted on when the next one is to see if we can uh, get in on that. Damn. Yeah. Let me know, man. Cause that, that just sounds like my cup of tea. Like I, I think I'd have a blast with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like you. And you said like you could play as a group and stuff. Or did I get that wrong? Like we could play that multiplayer. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, we could play multiplayer, and, and because it's you know it's it's free open beta weekends that they're doing, so you don't have to you okay. don't have to like do an early access purchase yet or anything like that. Cool. Um, the, the final game will cost something. I don't think they've they have talked about a price. Well, yeah, yet, I but, think that's um, obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it, at the very least, it's I'd say it's at least worth checking out, and you know it's a very cool art style. 
and like i said it's a super chill game like even though like you know the, the, there is combat there there's it's just you know very very laid back feeling to it you know very very calm game and the, i don't know maybe the music kind of helps with that kind of this, this very uh you know i say viking but kind of like norwegian style you know kind of you know uh a soundtrack to it is very cool hell yeah man i'm uh <clears throat> i'm definitely going to check that out because that's just i don't know man i i'm in like a norse kick lately i've been playing uh what the hell is this one viking wolves of asgard it's another diablo-esque um kind of game it it wasn't uh, i have to get the name right i'm not 100% sure <clears throat> i do want to say it's like viking wolf, wolves of asgard or something like that hmm. but it's um it, it didn't get too high reviews but i'm really having fun with it it's just a great action RPG, very Diablo-esque. Um, I love the music. The music's very good. And, um, I don't know, it's just different, and obviously I love the mythology, so it's fun, like, carving up dire wolves and Jotun. So, but I was playing that. <coughs> I got back into uh, Vampire again. The one I told you about. It's by uh, Don't Nod Entertainment uh, about the Spanish influenza outbreak in in England. And uh, really, you're a World War One medic, and you're coming home. <coughs> and like when the ship lands, you get attacked and basically left for dead. Or so you think, and it was actually, you were attacked by a vampire and turned. And, um, when you come to, <coughs> like, your thirst is out of control and you can barely see. And this is, like, the first minute of the game. And the only thing you can see is somebody's heart beating. Like, you you see the outline of their body, and you see, like, the red heart and the, the arteries, like, rushing with blood. And you just walk towards it in your instinct, you just, you feed. And it turns out to be your sister waiting for you to come home. Oh, no. And uh, that gets you down this whole path of, like, what am I? What's happening to me? While you, as a doctor, are trying to find some kind of treatment for the Spanish flu outbreak. And um, so you're working at a hospital at night on the night shift. The, the, The head of the hospital knows what you are. And he's willing to help you, like, explore and find out what's happened to you, and maybe they can cure it. And, uh, so he's willing to be your cover if you help out of the hospital, because you're, like, a world-renowned doctor. So he's like, I'll let you work here night shift. That way nobody will ask questions as to why you're not out during the day. <clears throat> and, uh, you help me get this under control. So, like, it's got this great social aspect where every NPC in the game has, like... A social connection and stuff you can find out about them if, if as you talk to them and the people they know and the more you know about a person the more their blood becomes like potent and worth more and you <laughs> can choose you don't have to you can choose to feed on the innocent npcs like mesmerize them and bring them to a corner somewhere and feed on them and you'll get this huge boost of experience points <coughs> But then any quests or storyline they might have had is done. Closed, like, forever, because you've killed them. Uh, hmm. 
you've also potentially killed off any storyline with the people that they knew, or at least, you know, a way that the story could have gone. So, <clears throat> I have been playing to try and not feed on anybody. And it's made it difficult, because, like, I've got to grind to get more XP from killing, like, skulls and, like, lesser vampires and uh, zealous uh, holy warriors trying to stomp out vermin like me. <clears throat> and, um, I don't know. It's just a very interesting take on a vampire game and the vampire genre. The writing is fantastic. The voice acting is great. And, um... I've just, I've had a lot of fun with it. I've been playing it off and on for a few months. And I just got really into it again. So, uh, I've recommended it before on here. I'll recommend it again. It's a great game. Uh, I've been playing... I've been continuing my Quest for Glory playthrough. Uh, I beat the one you were watching, which was Quest for Glory 2, where I got Rickrolled. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> I beat that. Um, I beat the third one. Last, uh, Monday? No, I beat it on Sunday, last Sunday. And I started playing through the fourth one, and I'm so happy to find out that the GOG.com version of that game is the CD-ROM version that was released. A, because it's the less buggier version. Because <clears throat> uh, if you remember when we uh, interviewed Lori and Corey Cole, they were so depressed. Uh, which is an earlier episode of the Retro Rents that you can listen to about, I don't know, like five episodes back. Me and Nick actually interviewing the creators of Quest for Glory. And they were so much fun. Uh -huh. <laughs> so much fun. But they had said to us, like, they loved what they were trying to do with Quest for Glory 4, but it, the release was so buggy because they were so rushed to get it out by Sierra that, like, they had to do a re-release, which was the CD-ROM version, a year later. Because uh, the first one was pretty much unplayable. And I had that first one on floppy disk. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty rough. But anyway, uh, one of the things I love about the CD-ROM version is it's completely voice acted. Right down to the narration of, like, if you remember a Sierra game, when you look at something, you get a block of text. And that's narrated by Jean Rhys Davies. Oh, nice. <laughs> he does all, all the basic narration. Um... Very awesome voice cast. Jennifer Hale, Cam Clark. I mean, you name it. Sierra pulled out all the stops. They got all the big players uh, in the voice acting world are all in that. So, uh, having fun playing that again. <coughs> and then on the TV front, uh, Amber and I have been uh, knee-deep in MasterChef. We watch that every every season. Uh, have you seen that one? The Gordon Ramsay one with the home cook competition? Uh, uh, yeah, well, sorry, which one? Master Chef. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're watching... he does a, a lot. <laughs> oh, he does. Actually, one of my favorite things he does, or he did, Am and I watched it a couple years back, and they only did one season, and we were so sad that they didn't do more, but he did uh, Gordon Ramsay... <coughs> what the hell was it called? Behind Bars. And he basically worked with a London prison to take over their food program for a year and teach uh, prisoners who wanted to learn how to run a restaurant so that they could have, like, a, a usable skill when they came out. <coughs> he taught them, like, 
cooking and, you know, front of the house. And it was so interesting. I mean, you had the people that, <clears throat> like, weren't that into it and quit pretty early. You had, you know, the guy that got in trouble because he tried to sneak a shiv out. Uh, you know, and it was all in, like, a British prison, too, which was an interesting experience because they're very different from American prisons, just the way they're run. And it was interesting, but, like, by the end of it, you know, he had a guy that he was ready to hire. He's like, I I'll hire you on right now, like, as soon as you're, you're done. It was just really cool, you know? <coughs> Basically gave this guy a second chance at life. And he seemed, like, you know, grateful for it. It was just a neat, neat show. But, uh, that's all I've been uh, playing or watching, pretty much. You've been watching anything in the off time? No, you know, uh, nothing new. I, th I think it's just, you know, whatever happens to come up. I'm trying to think, uh, what's been on HBO? I, have, I haven't watched, you know, some things, but again, like, everything just becomes such a blur. <laughs> you did like, watch uh, Spielberg, home, right? Pack a box. The one I yes, recommended yeah, to you. Oh, that was, oh, oh yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Wasn't I burned that through great? that, like, you know, I think that evening. Yeah, that was so great, man. I, I could watch that again. Just seeing, like, the old footage of, of him and, like, Scorsese, not Scorsese, uh, shit, Brian De Palma and, like, the, the group of directors that he was pals with, George Lucas. Like, oh, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're all just, like, shooting pool and hanging out. It was so cool. Oh, I, I know what I watched. Uh, First Man. That looked so is, great. Is that good? Yes, it's on HBO Go now. It's, uh, it's one of the newer <clears throat> ones that came out. Um, it's definitely on like uh, what I would call the artsy side. But yeah, if you're you're a fan of like the space program stuff, you like oh, you know, yeah. like Earth to the Moon. It's not it's which I, I rewatched too... by the way. Oh, it's a fantastic series. I rewatched um, that uh, up you know Moon Landing Week. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Today's, or not today, uh, but the, <laughs> um, this year's the 50th anniversary. I think it was just, what, just the other week? Uh, yeah, last was week. The actual, I think it was, yeah, yeah last week. Yeah, I posted on Facebook. It was the 50th anniversary of landing on the moon. Yeah, Houston Tranquility Base. The Eagle has landed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, first man, like I, I would, yeah, if you're, if you're a fan of like you know, the space program, one, I'd say it's worth a watch. Uh, you'll okay. you know if you're familiar with, with, you know, like, you know, earth and moon and all that. Yeah. There'll be a lot of familiar, you know, okay. events that you know, they lead up, you know, so they kind of, you know, follow Neil kind of at the start of the space program. Um, okay. when he gets involved up into, you know, being on the moon and whatnot, really fantastic cinematography. Ooh. Like, like fantastic looking i'd say my only gripe and this this is apparently kind of a, a another gripe for for uh i don't other know what folks. you call that astro heads i guess yeah yeah <laughs> um is the look of this yeah, i say the look of the spaceship but more like the inside they they make it and and i can see where they were going with it yeah um the inside of the ships look very dirty and old which no. really wasn't true because no. all this it stuff couldn't was be brand exactly it was brand spanking new. Um, I mean, not to say like it wouldn't be like necessarily you know grease. It would be or, dangerous. You know, yeah, yeah, it would be dangerous. But it's like all this stuff was like right off the assembly line. There wasn't any like oh, yeah. prior use to these things. So there's there's this kind of weird aged look for it. Um, but I, I think yeah, I think part of it may have been like kind of an artistic 
you know choice to kind of why, re- why yeah kind of reinforce that it's kind of it, it was very seat of your pants for um, sure stuff which which was you know not, <clears throat> not that it was like you know they were you know spitting bail wire but you know this was like super you know cutting edge for the time oh yeah and let's um, face it they didn't know what the hell they were going to land on at that point it, it, They're like exactly. we think so, it's solid <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I, I think I think that was the direction. You know, maybe maybe the director may have like had a specific call out or something like that. Um, but I, I'm guessing that was the the to try and invoke that feeling because uh, like the sound design design kind of helps reinforce that. Where I think they do get a lot of that. You know, from, okay. You know, at least from Astronaut Accounts, where it's like like everything's just rattling and you know it's like just oh, like yeah. the noise is just intense. Um, so the sound plus kind of like this visual of it look looking like you know th- this kind of you know it doesn't look super old but it but it definitely caught my eye of like mm, uh, I, don't, I don't think so don't think <laughs> like so. these are pretty pretty clean they kind of had <laughs> to be can't have dirt is, floating around in there <laughs> yeah it's like it's, it didn't look like the millennium falcon <laughs> yeah yeah that, that, that's what i got from. like every time they showed like a panel on the inside or something like you felt like you were in the falcon versus you know, it, not oh, to say okay. that it was like you know the Apple Space Pod either, like, right? Like but... 2001, right? But you know, it's somewhere in between. I think is the truth type of thing. Okay, all right. But, well, I'm but, gonna watch it though. But uh, but outside of that, like it, it, ultimately, that's a minor quibble. I, I think in the end, because it, it, it's very very much worth it. Um, I, I think it kind of tells a compelling story uh, in a part that I, I didn't know about uh, Neil's life. I'll, oh, really? I'll leave that to you to, to figure out. Uh, yeah. It's like, <clears throat> I, didn't, I didn't realize the, the portion that, you know, the, the they kind of talk about and whatnot. And, you know, I'm going to have to check I, that out because I am a oh, fellow yeah. Astro head like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. De- and... it's, it's definitely, definitely worth checking out. I, I definitely watch. Excellent. It. All right. That, that might be something I watch tonight then. There you uh, go. Uh, um, I need something to watch later. So that sounds good to me. All right, so let's look at releases. I should have done this prior, I forgot, uh, to pull up the Games with Gold releases for August. So I'm just going to... I saw them already, and they weren't great. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, so it wasn't too bad. Um, <clears throat> so for this month, we have uh, Gears of War 4. On the Xbox for Games with Gold. It's here all month. Um, from the 1st to the 15th uh, is Torchlight. That's a Ooh. classic. Yeah. I never did play the 360 version, but I bet it's pretty good. Um, and then August 16th through the 15th is Forza Motorsport 6 off Vitorzain. Uh, which, yeah, Forza is always fun. And then at the end of the month, the very classic... Castlevania, Lords of Benny Hill. I mean, Lords of Shadow, uh, August 16th through the 31st. <laughs> you know that video is still on YouTube. I found really? it. I found it the other day. Nice. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> I'll link it in the save point later so you guys could see it. Uh, him and I just uh, found a way in this one scene of uh, Lords of Shadow where you're riding a giant boar and you could just go around in a circle and stomp these goblins and they would just keep coming. Uh, and run right into it and splatter. And I just thought it would look even better if it was set to the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> and it was. It was great. <laughs> um, so our release highlights outside of Games with Gold. We have uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood hit this week. 
Uh, reviews seem pretty good. I'll be honest, um, I'm out of touch on the latest Wolfenstein releases. I did start playing... Oh, whatever the new one is, uh, before Youngblood. Was that the new Colossus or something like that? Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. Did you play that one, Nick? Oh, oh, uh, no, I, I, I've, uh, seen a few streams of it. Look, looks okay. I don't, I don't know if it's worth, was it like, is it 30 or 40 bucks? Well, it's on, it was on Game Pass, so I didn't pay for oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, te- <laughs> that, you know, the, technically. That's, that's the way to play it then. I, yeah, I want to say it was, it was 40 bucks and... It looked good. Like, don't don't get me wrong, but I don't know. It it was it was coming across like an expansion. It's like, uh, yeah, just, it's just a bit much. I, I played much. it for a little bit, got attacked by a robot dog, and it killed me. And I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it young but young bud looks good. It's getting good reviews. If that's your thing, go check it out. Uh, Madden twenty <coughs> hit. Uh, I want to say last weekend or last week. Um, I actually, uh, I have a year subscription, um, uh, from back in last December to, um, Origin Premiere, or EA Origin Premiere on PC. Mm-hmm. So I actually got to play it as part of the subscription. <clears throat> and I have to say, um, I haven't played a Madden in a couple of iterations, but I, I like this one. Uh, they've definitely updated a lot of things. There's a neat mode where you can play called Face of the Franchise, where you create your player, <coughs> and uh, you're playing as a quarterback. You choose what college you go to. Uh, you play the championship game. You go through the NFL Combine. You like you do the whole thing, and then like you get drafted, and I wound up getting drafted to the Broncos. Uh, I'm playing on rookie because I suck. And but uh, my quarterback is already at like a 2,000 passing yard season. I've completed 30 t- 30 touchdown passes, and it's game you know week seven, so it's pretty fun. Uh, the animations are great. Uh, I think it's been a big step ahead from when I played it last. You still get some jank in spots, but you know all in all, it seems like a very solid release. There's a lot of new features. Uh, so if you haven't played a Madden in a while, this one might actually be worth checking out. I mean, to me, it's, you know, no skin off my butt. Like, the the great thing about the Origin Premiere Access is that <coughs> anytime, like, you get a game like this, like Madden or FIFA, the game they unlock and let you play is, like, the ultimate collector's version of it. Which I think oh, is a... Nice. Yeah, it's a cool move on their part. So, like, I get all the extra crap and... um. You know, it's I'm having a blast with it so far. Uh, so I've been playing that a bunch, and then another release that that came out this week that I just heard about, and I'm wicked intrigued about it, is called The Church in the Darkness. Have you heard about this? No. It's a stealth game where you infiltrate a 1970s cult. And it really reminds me, I just watched an episode with Amber last night of Drunk History, where they're talking about Good Samaritans, and they were talking about that guy that infiltrated the Children of God cult back in, like, the 70s and 80s, and, like, rescued all these kids from this, like, really twisted, like, sexual religious cult. And this looks like it's kind of that, like, you're going in and, like, getting people out, like, infiltrating the cult. It's just, it seemed like a very interesting premise 
for a game. So I'm kind of keeping my eye on it. I might actually, you know, reach out and see if, uh, you know, they'd, they'd hook us up with a review copy. Um, you know, if they will, that, that's great. If not, you know, I'll eventually buy it. But it just, I don't know. I don't know about you. I just think that sounds like a really intriguing setting for a game. A stealth yeah, game sounds... where you, you know? Yeah, intriguing. Like it's not a, you're going to go disarm the nuclear warhead. Like, oh yeah. Another, <laughs> another Metal Gear wannabe. No, this is, right. this is interesting. So I, I'm going to keep my eye on that. Um, That's really all I have in releases this week. Unless there was something you heard about, Nick. Um... I think it's been a, a kind of a light week, at least from what I could see. I'm just going to pull up uh, Metacritic real quick and make sure I didn't miss anything too huge. But yeah, the big one this week appears to be Wolfenstein. Oh, on the Switch, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which once again makes me say, God damn it, I really need a Switch. Because uh, I love the Fire Emblem series. I love any strategy RPG, to be honest with you. So I, I'm eager to pick that up at some point in the future. <laughs> but um that's all i have for release highlights unless you have something we'll move on to the news no proceed so yeah um one of the big items this week uh and the end of uh last week uh you might i'm sure you've heard about it nick um uh, so the one of the big problems that's been happening on the switch is the left joycon um is having really bad drift issues to the point where they're unusable. Hmm. Um, and it's, like, insanely common. Like, the amount of people that were reporting this. And initially, you know, as more and more started happening, Nintendo seemed to be pushing back a little bit. Like, their support staff was saying, oh, I don't know if this is our problem. And they just weren't handling it the best from the articles I've read. But it became so widespread... That as of this week, Nintendo's like officially making good on it. Basically said, if you're having the drift issue, call support, tell them, we'll get you the shipping label, no questions asked, send it in, and we'll fix it for you. <coughs> yeah, so they're making good on that. Um, it has me a little hesitant, because uh, I think if I do get a Switch, I want to get the Switch Lite that's coming out uh, later this year. <clears throat> for no other reason other than um, it's going to have a, an actual D-pad, uh, which instead of, like, it's the thing I hate about the current Switch, my brother-in-law has one, is, like, you have to use the Joy-Con like a D-pad, and it's actually buttons and not a D-pad, but the buttons serve as the D-pad. Does that make sense? Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually happy that the Switch Lite's going to have an actual D-pad. Um, and so I'm going to look into getting that. I mean, technically, it's not any less on the hardware. The screen's a little smaller. But other than that, like, you can still play all the same games and stuff. So I'm probably going to grab it. Um, but this also makes me a little nervous. Like, what defects is that going to have? Should I wait a month? So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, is, is this something like... Uh, I don't know how many, or if you can even track, like, the iterations. I mean, you know, I'm thinking back to, like, you know, the Xbox, you know, you know days where, you know, you, you have very serious, like, you know, like, the first run of Xboxes were notorious for red ringing. 
Yeah. And then like the second generation or whatever, they started to you know be able to kind of fix that. It still had red rings, but it wasn't as prevalent. Yeah. So is the same thing happening with Nintendo? Or it seems well figured it out. It seems to be. I think they're releasing a, a new iteration of the Switch that's supposed to have uh, better battery life. And I have a feeling. I don't know if it's been officially stated, but I have a feeling the Joy-Con issue will be addressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just the left Joy-Con. That's the oddest part. Just the left. Yeah, it's, it's just the left one. I don't know if it's the angle or if it's the pressure uh, that that particular side gets, but. They, it's drift to the you know in the analog stick to the point where it is unusable hmm. and um but yeah you know they're making good on it so good on them uh, so big one uh that i thought this week i think we talked about it recently actually uh the epic store as everybody knows has been giving away like two free games a month and uh this month uh this week they gave away alan wake <clears throat> Oh yeah, I saw that. So is this out now? I saw. Yeah, you I, saw can, I just the other week. I just unlocked it actually. I have it uh, already, but yeah, I have it. Let me do that. I was gonna say I have it on Steam, but can't hurt to have it everywhere I can get it. Because yeah. let's face it, folks, that game is fantastic. Yeah, last time I played it was on my 360, so actually being able to get it on uh, PC will be nice. Oh, it's a great game, man! It's a great game. Yeah, it's the last time I played it. Actually, was on uh, my 360. And I've had it on PC forever, and I haven't played it. So I actually, uh, I installed it not too long ago, and, and I'm I'm really looking forward to playing that again because that was now, a great game. Have, wasn't there an expansion or something for it, or some kind of add-on? No, they made they made like a, a faux sequel called American Nightmare. Oh, maybe that's what it is. I don't I don't think this has it. Oh, okay. Um, I do have both of those, but yeah, they they solved the whole licensing issue with the music and everything, so. I'm I'm very much looking forward to diving into this one again. Uh, if you have not played it, you literally have zero excuse now unless your PC can't run it. Uh, it is a great, great game, and I think... Absolutely, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you'll all really enjoy it. It has a very cool mechanic, and the story is just... Yes. Very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, <laughs> very, very good. Um, Let's see. Other news. I had to write this down. I was looking for news and I went on GameSpot and I saw what could be possibly the dumbest headline ever. You ready for this one? Fire away. And I quote EA has been working on next gen games for a while already. Uh, Say that again. You cut off there. Oh, I'm sorry. EA has been working on next-gen games for a while already. That's the headline. Hmm. Okay. Here's why that's stupid. A. The next-gen consoles are coming out next year. If you know anything about video games, how long does it take to make a game? Uh, you're talking probably four, sometimes even eight years. Mm-hmm. So if they're working on next-gen games, obviously, if the systems are coming out next year to the public, they've been working on them for a while. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of a thing. Like, they're always working on games, and, like, usually, that's the thing. 
if you if, you know this will be for those of us that watch E3 a lot is like yeah. back in the day they had to run it on a PC because it was that next generation hardware was the, what the PC was versus the consoles you know exactly. a few steps back so it, it, you know, it doesn't really surprise me that that's happening and they they priori got word from you know the various companies like this is the architecture that you need to try and mimic to sure you know it, it may you know, like it, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the case of like they don't have the the exact platform. They're not sitting there with like the next you know the next generation stuff, but but they have the specs. But I mean, it's just so stupid. Like obviously they're working on the next gen games, and they have yeah. been. Like you don't need a headline that says EA's been working on next gen games for a while already. <laughs> Duh. Like, did you have to do research on that? I mean, I hope Tomorrow it was something. Grass is green. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it rained and my plants grew. News at 11. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Like, some things just aren't news. <laughs> um, The next item, and I talk uh, this up a lot, but I can't say enough good about Danny O'Dwyer's uh, no-clip documentary project on YouTube. Uh, Danny O'Dwyer, highly respected GameSpot, well, previously GameSpot journalist, uh, he he does uh, games journalism for several sites now, but his big thing that he started last year, <clears throat> might, is it two years old now? might be getting close to two years old. And it's easily my favorite thing on the internet. It's called Noclip. And he does incredible video game documentaries. Um, he did a rather famous one. On digital extremes, the and the creating creation of Warframe, and how they've maintained it. I mean, it's it's so fascinating because he gets right in on the ground, talks with all the people at these companies, and gets like the the start to finish story on a lot of these, and it's just great stuff. Uh, their documentary on CD Projekt Red and The Witcher is something everybody should see. It's just really great, and there's easily. I don't know, probably close to 10 documentaries on there, and it's all free. You know, it, it, it's basically supported by Patreon and by donations, and um, it's high quality, you know, you know, I'd say like Hollywood production, you know, quality. It's so well done, and uh, he just released a new one on Hitman. <coughs> the, 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 I think it's called The Fall and Rise of Hitman, and... It talks about, about uh, what is it, IO Interactive. Um, kind of the early days of the Hitman series is a very short part in the beginning, but it talks about the latest release of uh, what was called Hitman Season 1 <coughs> and how they created that because they wanted to make like an open-world... Um, highly explorable go about your own way kind of thing version of hitman with really large maps <clears throat> and it goes on to like explore how it basically their initial approach almost bankrupted them which was to you know release it in episodes um you know make each episode cheap or you could buy the whole package and it just it was it got huge reviews and I've played it myself. If you like Hitman, it's absolutely fantastic. Like it's the best that game has ever been. <clears throat> but when they first released it, you know, 
they had literally, uh, after the release of the first episode, I think it was, Square Enix uh, dropped them. Like, they pulled out of their agreement with Square Enix. And so everybody was very uncertain what was going to happen, whether they were going to make the rest of the episode. So nobody basically bought the season pass. And they, they didn't sell nearly enough of what they needed. So... <clears throat> The documentary goes into all this and, like, how things weren't looking good and then, you know, things changed and they changed their approach and now the game's doing huge and they've got, you know, Hitman Season 2 out and just a really good documentary and what I, what I like about Danny's documentaries is, you know, he's interviewing the developers on the ground and, like, you, you hear, like, you know, the sad stories of, you know, with the Enix split and, and every one of them had this all said, like, Square Enix was so awesome about it. Like, they were, <clears throat> like, helping the employees. They made sure, like, everybody had great severance, you know, for the people that did get laid off and stuff. It sounded like it was just handled very professionally and very humanely. And, like, you just, you get these stories that you otherwise never would have heard. Um, so I think it just released this week. I mean, I started watching it this week. Um, and I know it's it's the latest post, and it's very new. So I, I really, you know, if you are at all interested in how video games get made, you've really got to go check out No Clip, uh, C L I P, like No Clip, uh, on YouTube, and just go through some of these documentaries. You, you'll instantly be hooked if you're even slightly interested in how games get made. It's really something, and every one of these have such an incredible story and the things that happen to the people and. And, you know, have some games almost never get made. I mean, it's just a whole thing. And, like, I, I can't recommend it enough. Very good watch. Mm. And I think you'd like it a lot, Nick. Cool. Uh, he also did a Telltale thing, too, which was very good. Uh, so I think you'd like that one. Just it was kind of the aftermath of the Telltale uh, Chainsaw Monday. <laughs> um. But that is it for news. Uh, we'll bring us to uh, the latter half of the cast. The uh, save point game of the month. We actually need to pick a new one. So keep an eye on the save point. Uh, I'm going to start a poll. And we'll pick our latest, you know, our next game of the month. And then I will update everybody there on what that is. <clears throat> and we will discuss that. Um, I did get, like I said, to play some Defender of the Crown. I've played that. Many, many times. Uh, the Nintendo one was a bit of a new approach for me, uh, which was why I picked it, just because I hadn't really played it much. Uh, graphics were very primitive in comparison to the Amiga version, but it actually had more features that they had intended to put in the computer versions but never had the time. So it was a very interesting trade-off uh, to play some of these other features in the game, and, and it was fun. Um, so yeah, there'll be a new game of the month coming. Uh, keep an eye on that. Um, we have no voicemails this week. Fred French, what the hell has happened to you, sir? Where have you been? Uh, but if you want to call our voicemail line and answer our question the bye week, you can do so at 610-810-1654. And this will bring us to the aforementioned question of the bye week, which I can't wait to hear your answer on, Nick, when we get that far. <laughs> um, if you could have... Any three arcade machines or pinball machines or both in your dream game room, what would they be? So we got a ton 
of feedback on this on the save point. I was very happy to see that. We got some feedback on the Twitters. Uh, I'm going to pull that up right now um, just to go <laughs> make sure I don't forget to go through the Twitter feedback, which I almost always do. So I'm making it a point this time not to do that. Um, bu -bu -bu -bum. There it is. Okay, so I've got that feedback. So make sure to read that. All right, so let's hop on over to the save point. And let's see what the good folks said, and then we will give you our own. <coughs> okay. Where the hell? There it is. All right, so, Nick, would, do you happen to have that up right now, or you just want me to go through uh, it? Let me get it up here. One moment. All right, so I will go through the first one, then let me know when you have it up, and I'll let you uh, take over from there. Okay, so our first answer comes from our pal Al Vogue. Uh, Street Fighter Alpha 3, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Star Wars Trilogy, and... Oh, oh the, uh, yeah, with, the, like, the TIE Fighter and the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah that's a good one. That's yeah, cool. that's badass. And uh, NBA Jam. God, who didn't play NBA Jam? <laughs> right. That game was so great. He's on fire! <laughs> Oh, man, that was good stuff. You want to take the next one? All right, let me, if I can find the entry. Oh, there it is. Uh, Look for woohoo, time for the retro rats. Yeah, okay, there we go. Oh, comments, there we go. All right, uh, Adam is saying Ninja Turtle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that, that classic right there. X-Men, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm noticing a theme here. And yeah. The Simpsons. <laughs> and, all, all about that uh, the four the four X games. I love those. those oh, those they were, were so, so great. How fun was that too? When you could actually get four people to play with you. Oh yeah, you know, it's usually just like random people too. It'd be like, it's like, hey, you got a quarter? You got a quarter? Right, yeah, let's, let's, do let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, that that was the best part about arcades too, man. Like you could you could run into just random people. Yeah, you, you never knew who you were running into. <clears throat> And, uh, oh, God, I miss arcades. <laughs> um, the next one comes from my beautiful wife. Uh, Amber says, Ms. Pac-Man Tabletop, absolutely. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, Danky Kang. <laughs> Danky Kang. <laughs> <laughs> and the Elvira, Mistress of the Dark Pinball oh, Machine. Oh, I nearly forgot about that. Right? That was a great I table. I played that. That yeah. was a great freaking table. And uh, I, dude, Miss Pac-Man, arguably in my opinion, better than Pac-Man. I don't care, fight me. I, I, I always. <laughs> well, what was it about it that that, that you like? Uh, there was more ghost and fruit variety, and fruit uh, other <laughs> other objects on the uh, board. It just had more variety than the original Pac-Man. So, yeah, I, I just enjoyed that one a little bit more, and I liked the tabletop presentation as well. I always I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, let's see, Eric Bouchard, the great AZ Rock Slide from uh, the Everyday Gamers. You can go ahead and take that one, Nick. All right. Uh, let's see where I was, I was scrolling down. I was like, you look at all this stuff. Marvel versus Capcom two. Yes. Uh, Street Fighter two, the game. 
got a lot of words here. Uh, he's got more. Jeez. Uh, continue to follow the Capcom games. Uh, MVC2? Marvel, Marvel vs. Capcom, Capcom 2. Yeah, same, same thing. Uh, <coughs> and Dungeon Dragon Shadow over Mysteria. Yes. I don't think I played that. Oh my that god, you never played what those? No, I don't think I've heard of this this arcade. So there were two of them. There was Shadow over Mystara, and uh, actually, that is the Eric. That is the sequel. I think the first one was like the Tower of Doom or something like that. Hmm. Tower, the Tower of something. I think my and I could be wrong, but I think Shadow over Mystara was the sequel. But anyway, so you chose between like the fighter, the rogue, the wizard, and it was very uh, platformy, golden axe kind of deal. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. very similar to that, you know, you beat enemies, beat them up, uh, you get gold from them, and then at the, like, end of the board, you can go into a shop, and, like, you could upgrade your weapon to do more damage, you could upgrade, you know, your armor, take more hits, and it had a really cool story to it, it had a great story to it, and, uh, it was, like, all in the D&D system, so, like, the wizard spells were all out of the D&D spellbook, uh, the monsters were all out of the monster manual, uh, if you can uh, find it somewhere on the internets, I know there's a there's an arcade game archive I think on the internet archive. Uh, that is okay. absolutely one that is worth uh, just queuing up and playing. It's a great uh, and the the sequel and the original are fantastic cabinets. Um, let's see. Uh, I realized you you was talking about Marvel vs. Capcom and in kind of like yeah those fighting ones. His third one was Super Don Quixote, another one I haven't heard of. Never heard of that one. Yeah, never heard of that one. <clears throat> but uh, he swapped that out at the end. He said Cliffhanger, the oh, best of the oh. cartoon action games. I learned years later that much of the game was taken from the Lupin the Third anime, especially the film Castle of Cagliostro. I've never heard of these, Eric. The action cartoon games. Is this like Dragon's Lair kind of deal? I don't know. I'm going to have to look into this. Dragon's Lair is definitely awesome. Hell yeah. So, all right, Eric, you've given me some homework. I'm going to look those up. Uh, Troy Games. Brother, you hit a home run here. Because Nick and I played this for like a summer on pinball emulators. Oh, yes. (laughs) Indiana Jones, the pinball adventure. Dude, I would sell eye teeth to have that in my basement right now. That is, hands down, that could be one of the best pinball tables ever. Uh, right down from the music to the action sequences on the, you know, whatever the hell they call the screen, um, to the mechanics of the table. It was such a really brilliant table and one of my favorites of all time. Uh, Jackal Arcade Game, it's another great one. And uh, Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Hell yes. Yes. I, I mean, let's face it. The the Ninja Turtle games in the arcade were probably some of the best beat-em-ups ever made. Yeah. And I always feel like that was always one you could find anywhere you went. Like, there, there was always, yeah. like, a few staple arcade machines that no matter which arcade you get went to, they were always there. With good reason, too. If I remember correctly... Somebody released a stat on that at some point. I gotta find that again. But that game was pulling in like thousands and thousands of dollars for arcade owners. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> like, if you didn't grow up in the 80s, man, you just don't understand what a sensation the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were. Like, it was it was everywhere. They were on like lunchboxes and thermoses. Like, it was so popular. So the game, <coughs> when it hit arcades, 
Like, the fact that it actually had, like, the full cartoon intro. Like, perfectly oh, done. Yeah. I remember just, like, I would just walk by the machine and watch it, you know, play it on repeat. Because it was just so cool to see it in a game format. <coughs> Alright, I'll let you take uh, Todd's. All right, Todd's uh, saying Marvel vs. Capcom 2. No, yes, another another great one. Turtles in Time, yep. And a Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Yes, yes Gauntlet. Oh, the, the <laughs> modern Gauntlet games were so good, so good. Um, actually, one of my one of the ones that he mentioned further down the bottom, I absolutely loved. Time Crisis. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. The light gun game with the foot pedal. Yeah, I think I want to say it was one of the first, if not like at least the most notably first of of that kind of like style game. I think it was the first and one of the best ports I ever bought on my Sega Dreamcast. Nice. Like that was a a 100% faithful port. <clears throat> um my pal Josh, uh do they have to be cabinets? No, sir. Does the sit-in afterburner count? Yes, fucking hell it does. After that, probably Turtles in Time, Simpsons, X-Men. Oh, can I have four? The D&D Tower of Mistara one? Shit. Operation Wolf, please? <laughs> um, yeah, Josh, like, you're, you're checking off the games of my childhood there, brother. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I would be hard-pressed to say I think everybody remembers the first time they sat down in the cabinet to play Afterburner. Um, I, I know I, I've never forgotten it. Like, that thing moving around and getting the feel like you're actually flying the plane, uh, that was incredible. Uh, you played that one, right? No, actually. You've never played Afterburner? Oh, Afterburner. Oh, sorry, Afterburner. Yes, yes, I have. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> How could you walk by that cabinet and not put a money <laughs> no, in? No, I, yeah, the joystick, I don't know. Sorry. And then, another one. Yeah, and the sit-in cabinet, too, is great. Oh, um, yeah. Operation Wolf, I, I very much remember because the grocery store um, where we lived in Jersey had it. Like, that was the one cabinet they had. And I always played it. I, I loved playing Operation Wolf. The whole machine gun aspect of the machine gun actually, like, having the feedback and rumble feedback was so cool mm-hmm. for the time. <laughs> Jeremy from Bad Fodder Figures. Another one with Indiana Jones pinball. Are you seeing a pattern here, folks? Anyone that has... Anyone that has ever played that pinball table wants it, and trust me, I think I'm going to find a way. I'm going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to have that that table. I played that so much back in the day. Uh, Jeremy follows it up with another home run, Tron. Big cabinet. Yeah, the big cabinet Tron was the shit. (laughs) <laughs> the third one, he goes, Neo Geo. And yes, this is like wishing for more wishes, but it's not in the rules, so suck it. Uh, yeah, Neo Geo. I never had one. I don't know any friend of mine that did because I didn't know anyone that had hit a lottery back in the 80s. Uh, but I remember seeing Neo Geo commercials. Do you, Nick? <laughs> no, I, I, I can't recall anything off the top of my head. Like, it was always, like, you know, Nintendo or Sega. <laughs> never Neo Geo. Well... They weren't often, and I mean, the reason for it's pretty simple. So the Neo Geo was a home console that was basically the arcade cabinet insides. And the console itself was like, I want to say like 600 bucks. And this is 1985, like early 90s. 
So, I mean, you can do the math. That's a lot of money for 1985. Oh, yeah. And the games were equally expensive. I think, like, a game on Neo Geo might have been, like, 80 to 100 bucks. Again, it doesn't sound like a lot today, but you have to put yourself 20 years ago, that's a lot of money. And, um, but what made it so appealing to the people that could afford it is it was a 100% faithful, you put, you know, hook the console into your TV and you had the arcade game of whatever you had bought. The same game you'd play in the arcade without having to put in a quarter. <clears throat> so I'm with you, Jeremy. I wish, you know, obviously, uh, when the nineties hit, and the internet age really took off, and I would say mid to late 90s when emulation really started getting off the ground, because, I mean, I got involved in that scene when uh, Nintendo emulation was in its very, very early stages. I had a, I had an early, um, early version of Nesticle, and they didn't even have all the mappers emulated yet, so, like, I couldn't play Castlevania 3, uh, but I do remember, you know, after emulation really took off, Neo Geo... Uh, started making its appearances online, and that was actually the first time I had played it sometime around college. And I remember even being blown away then, like, holy shit, I can't imagine being able to play this back in, like, 1985. Would have blown my little mind. <clears throat> but, uh... Yep. Yeah. Alright, I'll let you take uh, Luke's. Alright. Uh, let's see. Where did... Wait, what? Uh, wait, where is he? Oh, wait, is there more replies? Nope. Where do you, oh, wait. down past Jeremy Lyons. There it is. Okay, there he is. Man, I keep scrolling up and it's like, I keep reading everyone. It's like, oh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> There's some great replies. Is, oh, some great ones. Uh, Luke says Gauntlet Legends. Yep. Uh, yep. Time Cop. We were just talking about that. Uh, and Side side Racing. Hydro Thunder. Okay, oh. yeah, yeah. The the big the big uh, side-by-sides. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Aaron, my old pal from NetAx, says Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo Rush 2049, great game. Mr. Do, fantastic game. A lawnmower arcade game. I loved that game. And he said, uh, also maybe Bad Dudes. Uh, I I, I uh, mixed it up. Operation Wolf was in our arcades. Bad Dudes was the one in our supermarket. Uh, that was a fantastic beat-em-up. Uh, and I remember that one very well. Are you a bad enough dude to save the president? Are you a bad enough dude? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great game. Uh, Mary, uh, she fires off with uh, Pac-Man or Centipede. I mean, classics. Classics. Although I still go with Miss Pac-Man. Uh, Centipede always kicked my ass. <clears throat> uh, the Simpsons and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, again, patterns here, folks. These are classics. These are classic, classic arcade games. And would be an awesome addition to anyone's game room. <laughs> I gotta take Kurt. <laughs> My pal Kurt just replies with, Double Dragon, one is enough. <laughs> he doesn't want three in his game room. <laughs> one is he just wants Double Dragon. That is a great pick, Kurt. But you can pick more than one. It's in the rules. You can do that. You got people up here picking five, and you're just, you got to be that guy. Don't be that guy. And then finally, our co-host and pal, Kyle, he will be coming back soon. Summer is a busy time for Kyle, vacations and fun and spending time with his family instead of, you know, doing what we do at the sacrifice of spending time with our family. I'm only kidding, Kyle. We love you. 
but <laughs> yes, he fires off with some fantastic ones. Space Harrier, that's a great one. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I loved that one. That I loved like the dual plane, uh, you know, like jumping and flying and <clears throat> uh, the shooter aspect of that one. That was always fun. Uh, Space Harrier, Street Fighter Two, obviously. And Turtles Arcade can also be substituted with Simpsons or X-Men. Once again, yeah, like, yeah. those that, four... Four-player. Yeah, the four players. Yeah, that four-player, man, that was such a awesome thing for its time. Uh, that is all the feedback we have on the save point. I do have one on Twitter. I will go to that right now. Uh, this is from your cousin. <laughs> uh, at Expand Your Tribe. Marble Madness, Donkey Kong, and Asteroids. Man, another three really good ones. Especially Marble Madness. We were just talking about that. Did you see that, by the way? Uh, I think I think it was my pal Chris tagged us on Twitter. There's there is basically a Marble Madness clone that allows you to make your own uh, your own tracks. Really? Yeah, he tagged us on Twitter. I'll find it again and I'll 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 retweet it yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I would definitely want to check that out. But that is it, folks. That will bring us to the end of this cast. Um, we'll be in San Francisco next week. Uh, we don't really record do, do you, weekly. Do you anyway. go over ours? Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, I did this again. This is like the third week in a row I've done this. How dare you not talk about ours? I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> All right, Nick, we'll start with you. So most of my... So I, I actually went both routes. Uh, I went the arcade cabinets and the pinball cabinets. Most of the arcades are actually kind of spoken for. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yes, absolutely. Uh, I actually throw in Killer Instinct. And not Mortal Kombat. I went for Killer Instinct. That's a great one. That was one. That was the one that was always in... Uh, there was a... Uh, uh, was it, I think it was the University of uh, uh, Missouri... I spent, you know, like several summers there as part of like, you know, uh, band camp stuff. And that mm. arcade always had a killer instinct. That's a great uh, one. And so I was always doing it like on the lunch break and whatnot. Uh, and then 1942. Is, yes! Is my, my third for I was so surprised nobody said yeah, that one. I know, right? It's like, come on. That, that's a classic right there. That is now, a great one. Pinball side, Indiana Jones. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I got to add in Theater, theater of Magic. Magic. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that is in Pinball FX3 now. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm going to have to. Oh, yeah, you have to get the DLC. The, there's like two Williams DLC packs, and they're all okay. great. They're all great. The one has Theater of Magic. Um, I'll, I'll have to get you the list. I, I have almost every pinball pack for that, that game. Like gotcha, I'm, obs- yeah. I'm obsessed with it. But yeah, get the Williams packs. They got all the Williams classics. Nice, nice. And then my third, it was it was kind of a tie between Terminator, but I had to go with Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> oh, my, my third, it's a good one. one. Like I, I, yeah, the good one. I had had to go with. Oh man. What about you? <clears throat> well, me being a uh, pinball freak. Oh uh, yes. I have to go with Indiana Jones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I have to go with uh, Theater of Magic. That's another one of my uh, favorites. Excellent. <clears throat> and then the Terminator Two pinball game. I also dumped okay. a whole lot of money in. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, the the you got to love the gun to shoot your pinball instead of the the plunger. Oh, oh yeah, it's like, and you had to like time it based on like wherever the target was on yep. the uh, little screen and whatnot. Yep. Yep, so 
that one was good. And um, if I have to, I'll go cabinets now because I couldn't choose between one or the other. That's like choosing children. Uh, so if I could have three arcade cabinets, I'd have to go with the Terminator 2, uh, the movie arcade game with the machine guns. Uh, I dumped a ton of money into that. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the like, they're like Uzis, like two little yep. Uzis sticking up. Yep. 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 That was one. Uh, another one I absolutely loved was uh, Dragon's Lair. Even okay, though, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you could memorize that and and. Yeah, once you knew, that, but but back then there there was no like internet or anything, no. so it took a long time to try and to a lot of out. fucking money. <laughs> which, which which path to take? <laughs> it's like yeah. nowadays, like yeah, it's like okay, you, you go this way, you go left, right, you know, it's like all that kind of stuff. Like okay, you got to figure it out. But yeah, back in the day, I just remember it, if it, it, I, like I don't think there were any guides for it. Like like no, you know, I mean you know you think back there was like there was Nintendo. I always think about Nintendo Power. That was like. That was like the you know the cheat code. That was the you know the, the that was the only avenue we had. Yeah, yeah. Like before the days of like game facts and like now YouTube videos where you can look up. You know, it's like oh, yeah. how to do the walkthroughs. Like Nintendo Power was it. Uh, but I don't think there was uh, like as far as I know. I'm I'm sure there may have been like internet. No, if I remember the game kind of randomized it too. It randomized did, oh, it a little it? bit. Yeah, okay. It, so you had to know which screen you were on too then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I do remember being there one time when somebody beat it. And oh, um, really. It was one of those, like, they, they were a celebrity for ten minutes, man. Because, <laughs> like, everybody who played Dragon's Lair, you played it a lot. And you knew when people were starting to get past, like, the really hard parts. And I remember watching this guy, and he was, like, two scenes past where I could never get past at the time. And we're like, holy shit, he's going to the castle. He's going to Singe's castle. And, like, all of a sudden, everybody starts swarming around the cabinet. Another experience kids today will just never know. Um... That whole like holy shit, we there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. If anybody's interested, <laughs> kill screen, kill screen, go. Um, but yeah, so it was fun to see that. So that would be my second cabinet. My third cabinet uh, would have to be, and I just had it in my head, and I blanked. Oh, this is bad. I'm really getting fucking old. Oh, Soul Caliber, Soul Edge, as it was uh... called in the arcade. I was, like, I'm not one to brag, you know, because I'm not very good at a lot of games. I love games, and I I play them religiously. But there are very few games I could say I was really good at, and I fucking rocked at Soul Calibur in the arcade. I played that. I could beat it on two quarters. It was a 50-cent game. I could beat anyone that came up to play me uh, probably, like, 80-85% of the time. I could beat, you know, whoever I was going against. There was one girl that would come in, and she was probably around the same age as me, and she was fucking good. And that was one of those, like, it could go it could go either way. It was one of those, like, never really introduced ourselves, never knew her name, she never knew mine. It was like, I'd see her come up with two quarters, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Is my game either going to end, or I'm going to keep playing? <laughs> and... Uh, it just, it was kind of a 50-50 toss, and I remember it was getting to the point where, like, it, some of the regulars at the arcade, because it was right down the road from the college, um, the people that were coming there, like, every afternoon, if they saw, like, either me cruise up to her game or her cruise up to mine, all of a sudden you'd get, like, two or three more people watching, like, who's gonna win today? <laughs> that was so much fun. But yeah, I'd love to have that cabinet again. That was such a great, great game. <clears throat> but that is ours. Um, obviously... 
Uh, with the new job, I'll be saving up to buy an Indiana Jones pinball machine and hopefully find somebody within the East Coast of the United States that can fix it when it inevitably breaks. Um, but yeah, uh, that is everybody's... Uh, thank you to everybody on the save point. Uh, we got so much feedback on that. That was really, really great. And uh, we always appreciate just getting tons and tons of answers, and I figured that would be a really fun one. So uh, thanks, everybody. And on that note, we will head into conclusions and final thoughts and shout-outs. Um, as usual, I do want to take a second. Uh, big thank you to our fans uh, and to everybody listening to us. People passing the word around. We really do appreciate it. Do not forget, we are running a contest. Um, <coughs> I'd like to do a raffle probably, probably at the beginning of October. For anyone that leaves uh, reviews for us on iTunes, um, uh, preferably positive ones, you know, those those help. Um, I will randomly pick somebody, and uh, I have a ton of stuff from, like, Humble Monthly, and I have a lot of other keys <clears throat> just kind of sitting here. So I'm going to give a few of them away uh, to... Uh, lucky couple, you know, couple draws from people that leave reviews. So leave us a review on iTunes, and uh, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, other than that, I want a big thank, a uh, big shout out to the boys at the Everyday Gamers. Uh, they haven't done an episode in a while, but I did talk to Eric the other day. They are uh, preparing to uh, release one soon, so I'm very excited for that. <coughs> Another shout out to Mike, Eric. Matt and Jeremy of the Bad Fodder Figures, even though, Jeremy, you got to get back on there, man, even if it's just one of your voicemails. We miss you. Uh, great show. Uh, it's still one of my favorites. I listen to them all the time. Uh, Shout-out to Travis and Adam. Uh, Travis, our sometimes co-host and co-founder, uh, has his co- his podcast, The RPG Kingdom. I'm really, really enjoying that cast, guys. You, you do really great deep dives on a lot of these RPGs, and... Uh, <clears throat> I have to say, hearing Adam talk about his uh, eight years or so of playing Final Fantasy XI, the multiplayer one, had me like, man, I think I missed out on a really great game. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, it was just fun to uh, hear that episode too. So uh, shout out to them. Shout out to Denny and the gang over at Tap the Craft Podcast. I'm really getting into that one. Uh, It's a really great craft brew podcast. I've mentioned them before. They talk about all kinds of different brews. They'll focus on a a certain type of beer, tell you some of their favorites, tell you the properties of the beer. Just a very cool, you know, non-pretentious. It's just a great, like, you know, if you're interested in beer and and finding good beer, it's a great show to listen to. They're a lot of fun. That's Tap the Craft. Um, I think that is it on my show. Oh, and I almost forgot. Shout out to my buds over at Married to the Games. Uh, Gabe Patillo, uh, Tim Router, Chris McCracken, and Edward. I'm forgetting your last name, Edward. But they are a really great podcast. If you want to listen to uh, a podcast that's actually clean language, uh, I try, guys. It ain't ever going to fucking happen, as you can just see right there. I I can't do it. But they can, and it's a really great podcast. And... um, It's uh, they're, they're just a lot of fun. It's very well produced, and, and I'm becoming a very big fan of them as well. So check them out. 
Uh, alright. I think that will do it for me. Uh, Nick, what do you got going on that you want to share with us? Uh, nothing else. I just ready for this movie to be over. Like, you know, <laughs> by the next podcast, I should be in the new place. That's true. That's true. You got to let me know how the, the whole HQ gets set up and stuff. Indeed, will do. Very cool, man. Take a lot of pictures and whatnot. <laughs> Good, man. I really wish you the best of luck on the move. I know it's an incredibly stressful situation having been there myself before. Um, I can't even fucking imagine doing that with kids. I can just say that much. <laughs> Dear God, I'll probably fucking go gray. It'll be like looking into the Ark. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, best of luck. You know, hope everything goes well. Hope it all goes smooth. And, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'm sure I'll be posting pictures from San Francisco. I can't wait to go try the, the most infamous food item there, which is the San Francisco sourdough bread bowl uh, with clam chowder in it. New England clam chowder. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's what I said. Sign me up. So, uh, all right, everybody. Till the next episode, uh, have fun, play games, don't be dicks, and we will catch you all soon. See ya!